0: You're listening to She Thrives Radio. This is episode number 52. And before we get into it, I got to say, Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) We are getting this year started off right, okay? Today I am bringing you my amazing interview with Kaisa Karanen. Kaisa is local to Seattle here, um, and we share a few mutual friends. When I reached out to her to see if she would be interested on the show, I was actually not really honestly expecting to hear back. Girl has almost a million followers on Instagram. Okay, she's got a lot of people knocking on her door, Um, but I was so surprised that she completely agreed to it and was really excited for it. We made it happen, and not only did we just make it happen, Um, She actually came up to my house to do it in person. So this was like a really special interview And so I just want to fill you in on who Kaisa is if you're not familiar uh, Because she's kind of a badass and you should be following her Especially if you're kind of looking for a little bit of a motivation or inspiration kind of vibe to get moving Maybe you don't have a gym membership, but you just kind of want to like start a little something something her Instagram is amazing because she offers basically really creative ways to move all the time. So Kaisa is a personal trainer, she's a fitness educator, and she's a obviously a social media influencer. Um, and like I said, she's known for her fun and innovative ways to get people moving. Kaisa lives and teaches by the motto, which I love, that health is a feeling, not a look. And she believes wholeheartedly in her mission to get people around the world up and moving. Kaisa has been featured in digital magazines like Vogue and Shape and Self and Harper's Bazaar and a lot of amazing titles and features. Um, I have to say (laughs) that she was also recently asked by Michelle Obama, okay, to be one of the go-to trainers for her Let's Move digital campaign, okay? This girl is up to some business, all right? And she's amazing. She's got a wonderful perspective on all sorts of topics. So I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. So without further ado, let's get right on it. She Thrives Radio is the podcast component to the She Thrives blog, a space dedicated for women who are on a mission to feel good, crush their goals, and live big. I'm your host, Taylor Gage, health and mindset coach, CrossFit and USA weightlifting coach, blogger, and portrait photographer. She Thrives is your BS-free resource for all things wellness, mindset, confidence, body image, personal development, and general badassery. My goal here is to help you get out of your own way so that you can thrive. All right, you guys. So I am here today with Kaisa Koranen, and we are doing something a little bit different today. Usually when I do interviews, uh, we do it over Skype or over like video conference or whatever. I've got this girl here in my office today, (laughs) and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Um, So first of all, thank you so much for coming up here. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. So for like the three people out there listening to this show who don't know who you are. Let me, let's hear a little bit just like how you got here. What do you do? Uh, and how did you, how did you get into it? And just give me like, you know, give me, give me the journey.
1: Yeah. Um, so I technically call myself a movement coach. Um, how I got into it. So I've been into athletics my entire life. I did soccer growing up, track and field and then wound up going to the University of Washington and did track. Um and I was really injured. My entire career was I was just broken. And um I never in a million years, I don't know why. I mean, I wanted to be a professional athlete growing up, but I never even imagined becoming a trainer. It was like nowhere in my mindset. So, after I graduated, I had this moment of like I've had men coach me my entire life and um, you know, no offense to men, but I just had this kind of like awareness that maybe they weren't quite aware of what my body needed. And so I thought it's time that I learn about my body. Um, so I got certified through NASM and again not to coach, just to learn about my body and to continue moving and heal myself. Um, and while I was going through my cert process, a friend asked me to coach a boot camp. I was like sure no problem. Um and literally 5 minutes into the boot camp, I was like, "Oh my god. This is what I meant to do. I like the feeling I felt was more intense than what any sport had ever brought to me. I just like I loved getting these women to move." And um so from that point on, I was like, "All right, uh, my goal is to be a trainer. Um I am competitive, so my goal was to be the best trainer in the world." <laughs> and um, <laughs> So from that moment, I obviously got certified, became a trainer, did an internship. I just was a trainer for like seven years. I eventually ran my own business and then throughout that process thought I needed to become a trainer and like coach athletes. So I went back to school, got my master's in sports performance, and just had this moment of like, you know, the athletes were great, but they just weren't, it didn't light me up the way that um, training just general population did. And so um, it was the best learning experience for me. And I just, I went back to coaching general pop, but at that moment, I also went um, onto social media and started putting my workouts. And it was, you know, social media was nothing back then. It was really just... People kept asking me, like, you know, can I have a workout? Can I do this? And I was like, I'll just start putting stuff online so that people can have bits and, you know, pieces of, like, what to do and some inspiration.
0: Um, and then it took off. And did it take off? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what was, like, what was so, like, thrilling for you about coaching, you know, the Gen Pub, as I like to call Like, Like, what, what was why was that so electrifying and like what was it about that boot camp that just like got you super excited
1: it was just like watching these women so it was a whole it was like 20. 20- Middle-aged women who hadn't really moved much any like at all, you know, maybe in their past Um, and it was like watching their lives transform So I coached the boot camp like all summer long maybe four or five months and during that course it was like I mean they were Evolving like none other they were so empowered by like just what their bodies could do Nothing that we did focused on like losing weight or anything It was just I made everything super fun and creative. I challenged them every single time Um, And they were just like so empowered by being like impressed with what their bodies were physically doing and watching how that, you know, transferred into what was going on in their real world. Like they were leaving jobs or leaving relationships or like, it was like, it was just this moment where I realized I've always loved working with people. So I thought I wanted to be a social worker and it was like this aha moment, like movement is my tool to work with people. And I just... I just fell in love with everything about watching these women be empowered and like who they were. And um and I was like I got to do this for the world.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's so true and that's part of the reason I think while I still coach a little bit myself, Is like it's like the hands-on version of what I'm trying to do over the internet with this mm-hmm. blog. It's just like it's so cool to be able to literally see it in action. People kind of just like you said empowering themselves. Yeah. Like, right? Like yeah. they they take it on themselves and one of the things I uh, I watched your uh, keynote speech at the oh, NASM conference, which is like so cool. <clears throat> thank you. And uh, you know, I was I was wondering if you could share or you know expand on something that you mentioned in there to whatever amount you're comfortable with. But like you just spoke about movement being a tool, and I was you had mentioned in that uh, speech how movement was a tool for you. During kind of a dark time in your life, and and then how like by extension that became a tool, uh, you know, for you to help others, like we just talked about. But can you explain a little bit how how that came about and how movement really helped you in the yeah. in that moment?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of so when I was growing up, um, I used movement. I was never really into any sport in particular. I just moved. Um, and did everything. And it was really my tool. You know, I had some family stuff going on. And it was my tool to like, go and have me myself and I time and to escape everything that was going on in my life. And so no matter what was going no matter you know, what I was going through high school was a really, really difficult time for me. Um, and I suffered through a lot of depression through that time and the thing that literally and I said it in the in the speech The thing that kept me alive was that I just decided like I didn't want to leave this world So what what I was gonna do was just focus all of my energy into the one thing that brought me joy And that was movement and sports and um, and so I just dove into it And it was my tool that like really eventually healed myself and, and obviously I went on and and went to college but um, when I became a trainer and it was the most eye-opening thing to realize that the majority, like 99% of the people that came in to me to become, you know, to be trained Were there literally just to change the way they looked, Mm -hmm. and it was so obvious to me when they were saying that was like really what they were saying was like I don't like myself, I don't like myself, and I could resonate so much with not liking myself, you know, throughout my entire life, and even at that time, I still had things that I was like, you know, working on, and I was like, there is no way that I'm gonna co-sign that there's something wrong with them, especially like the way that they look, and I want to dig deeper into like what is really going on, and I think that movement is such a an amazing tool for people to get connected to themselves and to work through what's going on in life. And um, and so I was just like, you know, there's no way that I'm going to be here co-signing that there's something wrong. What we're going to do is take them in, start moving and start realizing like how incredible they are. And when you move through life, like physically, when you work out and you move, you inevitably start moving through and working through other things in life. And so, you know, that's what it did for me. And I was just like, this is what I want, you know, for, for my clients coming in and for the rest of the world. So...
0: Why do you think that, I mean, and, like, I I know that that is, I know that to be true. I know a fair amount of uh, our listeners know that to be true in their own experience as well, too. But just, like, in your opinion, why, why do you think that is, like, why do you think that movement can be so transformational, like, through like in so many different ways through our lives, like in so many different facets. What is it about that?
1: Well, here's my thing. Um, I think movement can be detrimental or transformational, Mm. depending on which way you look at it. And I think that coming into the world of movement and especially with what media is doing right now and basically, you know, telling it's women and men, but I'm going to talk about women telling us that we need to look a certain way. For a lot of people coming into movement, it's a really, really negative thing. They move to change the way that they look, you know, changing the way that you look is never, you're never gonna find happiness in that, or you're never gonna find sustainable happiness. So then they hate movement because it didn't give them what they thought. So it's like this never-ending cycle. But my thing is, I think if as a coach, you can find if you can find somebody and the coach is like really in the same perspective of movement is a way to get healthy. Like human bodies are we are made to move. And it's not about changing the way that we look, it's about becoming healthier human beings and movement and of course eating right and mindset and everything else but like movement is such an important component of our life and because we don't do it so much it's like one of the main reasons why you see you know so much depression and so many unhealthy individuals and I think that if you start moving it's a catalyst to all these other changes happen in your life and your body will change in the way that you know it needs to change but like that should never be the focus Hmm. ever
0: um, I, I I love that and I think like I said I think a lot of people listening can definitely uh, resonate with that and I'm interested to hear a little bit more about your story because as a lot of my listeners know right now I'm on like approaching a six month or by the time this airs it'll be about a six month like full blown hiatus so I've been talking a lot about rest and how that's not something that you hear a lot of in the fitness industry I mean there's a lot of garbage messaging out there in the mm-hmm. fitness industry at large Um, And how it's just like not, it's not generally like encouraged as much as I think it should be. Um, And I wanted to ask a little bit about your experience because you had shared that I think it was when you graduated college you felt like your body was just like trashed and broken and like had gotten to a place that was just like not serving you um and then you took some steps to kind of repair that and like learn like get more in touch like with your body and learn more about your body and how to really heal it in sustainable ways so i was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that like what happens when we take this like well-intentioned premise. Mm -hmm. And it goes too far. Like Mm -hmm. when we're at the point of diminishing returns, when our body starts to break down or it's like, we're no longer like working towards health, but we're actually using this, um, and making ourselves almost more unhealthy. Like, can you talk a little bit about that and your journey and your thoughts on
1: that? Well, it's interesting. So (laughs) I left college broken. I mean, I literally, you name it that had happened to me in college like everything and anything um but the interesting thing is i still didn't <laughs> i still didn't see it as a sign to like slow down and take care of myself so i'm how old you 22 when you leave college i just took it as like i need to learn more about my body so i can train and you know my and keep going um and so that wasn't really my my like awakening moment what happened was I went from college and after I healed myself, I was like, still wanted to compete, still wanted to go gung-ho. And um, so I started doing CrossFit. Mm. And no offense to CrossFit at all, but it just didn't work for me and my body. And again, I broke down. And again, I had to take a step back. Still didn't mean that I listened to what was going on. Um, As soon as I was healed, I was like balls to the wall, crazy again, just Mm -hmm. in a different format. I didn't go back to CrossFit. And it literally wasn't until... I think it was three years ago now, Um, I was playing in a soccer game and uh, the goalie kicked me and it broke my leg. And it wasn't until that moment that I like had this aha moment, like I was sitting on the couch, I was so depressed. I had just kind of started social media at that time and was like, what am I going to do? My whole world is crashing down. So okay, so I had broken my leg and at that point in time, I'm literally sitting on the couch and thinking like I was so depressed, like my world is over. Um, my career is over. I don't know what I'm going to do. I maybe was depressed for like two days and I just had this moment of like, you know what? Injuries are here. Like your body's always trying to tell you something. Mm. And this injury is coming because it had to get this bad for me to take it down a notch or like 20 notches and to just be grateful Mm. for everything that my body was doing for me. And I had to have this self-reflection piece of like, Kaisa, why are you trashing yourself? Like, why are you working out seven days a week, two plus hours a day? Like there is no reason I'm no longer trying to be a professional athlete. Like basically for me, it was this like self-reflection. Like, what are you running from? Mm -hmm. You know? And it was like, what, what is going on? And I had this whole identity crisis around this, but it was honestly, like I get emotional talking about it, but it was one of the most intense and like beautiful moments in my life because it was the first time that I like, literally it makes me emotional but I sat on the couch and I was like I have taken my body for granted forever Mm -hmm. forever through how many injuries I've never sat there and been like thank you thank you and I have this quote that now comes and I used it in college but I had this thing of like I am more than my body and it was the first time that I was like I am more than my body and I'm out here trying to prove something to who I don't know but it's not athletics and movement doesn't need to define me anymore and so I just took it and had my cast on and I literally talked to my leg every single day and I was like and talked to my body like I'm so grateful I'm I apologize for everything that I ever did defining you you know by what you look like beating you up like I'm here for you whatever you need I'm here for you after you heal like can you make it quick but like after you heal like I will listen to you whatever you need to do like I will take care of you you will come first and you know I from that moment on trained completely differently and and knock on wood a have been healthy ever since.
0: Everything you just said was like like goosebumps like verbatim where I'm at right now and it you know I think unfortunately like it does take <laughs> it takes so much for us to learn these lessons Mm -hmm. sometimes even when our body is sending us signals after signal after Mm -hmm. signal and we're just like whatever dude and we keep marching forward it's usually like well intentioned we think we're doing the right thing sometimes there's some other things kind of uh running the show like ego or you know competitive drive like that's involved too but sometimes it like it takes breaking your leg or like completely throwing your back out that like to, have, to be able to finally listen and go, okay, now I, I get it now. Mm-hmm. And I love everything you just said about being able to take things for granted or, uh, uh, being grateful rather, uh, like for your body in a totally new light, because I think that that's another place where I'm at right now. And I've been talking a lot to, you know, my readers and listeners about it. And, um, it's, a it can be a tough time, but I also think it can be just like the most like illuminating and like enlightening and powerful time as well. And I think that, you know, this, something that you touched on and I would love to hear you expand on in there a little bit was like, okay, so a lot of people, like you said, start their fitness journey because they want to change their body or they want to change what they look like. Um, After a fair amount of time training for most people um, that shifts a little bit from like what your body like being obsessed with what your body looks like to being more obsessed with what your body can do Mm -hmm. and I think that while again I think that shift is beneficial I think that serves us in a lot of ways I think that that's like another well intentioned really important thing and shift and transition to make when you break your leg (laughs) right all of a sudden we're kind of back to this like If we put all of our value in what your body can do and then your body's broken, where are we, right? And so it's kind of back at this, back in this kind of conundrum of like what to do and where to put value. And so I just wanted to kind of like hear your thoughts on that, like on, how that transition from maybe for you personally, like putting your value of what you looked like or what your body can do and then losing the ability to do anything for some time and just what that's like and just kind of share your, your viewpoint on that whole kind of piece of the puzzle here. Yeah, this is really interesting. So, um, So for me, I've always
1: been defined by my body, you know, what it looked like, what it could do. And not only did other people define me, but I allowed, you know, I define myself in that way. And so, and I think that there's nothing you know wrong we go through phases in life and we learn things and things happen and, and hopefully you know you take the lessons as they come but one thing for me that really happened when I broke my leg again and all you know it was definitely being grateful for my body but also it was like to stop focusing on myself mm. I was constantly focusing on you know like what whether or not I was the best whether or not social media at that time was happening like whether or not I was like doing good enough there and and honestly I just started focusing on like others and I really was like, my I'm, you know, my worth in this world is however I define it. And I would rather be having an impact on the people around me than being so concerned about, you know, what people think, what I think, what I'm achieving. And I was just like, you know, I had my clients at that time and I was like, if I and, and I train mainly women and I was like, if they come in. And they walk out empowered and feeling better about themselves Then, then I've done then I've done my job and, and I think I've done something good for this world. And and that is what I started to focus on. And it was the same reflection that started happening in social media. I was just like, you know, there's this is such a big platform. And my goal is that if somebody chooses to follow me and they wake up in the morning and they look at my page, like I hope they just feel good about themselves. I hope they feel you know, energized or happy. And and so I really just stopped focusing on myself and I just put my energy outwards. And I think that that was honestly one of the most, one of the healthiest things I could have ever done. Mm -hmm. And it made... In turn, it made me happy. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is we're always, I think one of the biggest things in this world that we're always searching for is like happiness, right? And a lot of times we look inward and we think that if I change something about myself or if I get a different job or if I just get this house or something else, that's gonna make me happy. And one of the things I realized was helping other people makes me happier than anything, you know, that I could ever have or ever do. And that was like, again coming down to breaking my leg, but I had a lot of lessons in that broken leg, and that was one of the biggest ones. Listen, I feel you
0: big time on yeah. that. It's amazing what I feel you. I love that. And, you know, your social media is like hot fire. Hot, hot fire right now, okay? <laughs> uh, growing super fast. And like you said, a huge part of what you aim to do on there uh, is inspire people and motivate people. And, you know, I am I, just curious, like... Ooh. do you f- like that's got to be I think like while it's fun and it makes you feel happy there has to be moments where you feel like the least inspiring person in the world I mean I know I certainly feel that way like there's almost like a pressure like we like we, you know like you have to be you know motivating people who are super inspiring all the time and so I just wanted to ask you like do those pockets ever hit where you're just like damn I got you know I I t- I feel like I've got nothing to give or it's like I'm not inspired myself right now. So how can I possibly like, you know, does that ever happen? And if it does, like, what do you, like where do you turn to inspire yourself and like get that flame back?
1: Yeah, um, of course that happens, happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I think now what I do is just give myself a
1: break, you mm-hmm. know, give myself some time off. For two years I posted a new video every single, damn near every single day and it's, it's exhausting. And, um, and I just, what I started to realize was if I didn't have positive energy, I know this sounds corny, but like, if I didn't have positive energy while we were filming the video and while we were creating the content, it didn't come across the same, the same way, you know, like it didn't resonate with people. And so what I realized was like, I'm a human being. I need my space. I need my time. I'm not, you know, super, you know, motivated all the time and um, and so I just started giving myself allowing myself to be okay with the downtime and the not so motivated time and just trying to shift my energy to something else you know so I think that the biggest thing is just paying attention to what's going on in your life and and you know in your body and in yourself and just being okay with it and like riding with the roller coaster it's really hard though on social media because you know there's certain expectations um, and people expect something from me every single day so it's been to be totally honest, it's been like my own battle. Um, and I'm also oddly enough, a very private person. So being on social media (laughs) and allowing people in on like the hard days has been a really, a hard thing for me. Um, so it's definitely a work in progress and, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely have my days.
0: And one of the things that you've spoken about before, which I love and, uh, you know, again, I think a lot of us can relate to is this idea of, like, let like, imposter syndrome, right, mm-hmm. of, like, just feeling like no matter how many certs you have under your belt, no matter how many, you know, reps, like, literal or figurative, like, how many, like, how much practice or experience you may have, um, just kind of feeling like at any point someone's just going to be like, ha, hey, you oh are a total God. fraud. And, like, I know for myself, like, I deal with that all the damn live long day and I I just wanted to kind of hear your I don't know your experience with it a little bit or any tips you may have on managing it because I know it's like pervasive like a lot of people I know there's a lot of coaches also listening right now people who want to start businesses or want to start coaching people but feel like they like aren't ready yet like they're not there yet right and so like how do we how do we quiet that
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: one, it's like, it's so interesting because I wish every single coach could have been
1: in that NASM room to hear every single person be like, oh my gosh, that's how I feel. Yeah. And that was one of those things is like naming the elephant in a room and seeing all of your peers, peers be like, that's how I feel mm-hmm. um, was so enlightening. And so just like it again took another huge weight off of my shoulders but um i think the thing is it's like we're going to struggle with that every single day in the world of, of fitness and training we are expected to be professionals off like literally the moment we start training but we're not even educated in that way and so i think the thing is is like one of the things i realized was find your lane and find the thing for me your lane is the thing that when you're working with your clients lights you up the most you know because for me when you are working with somebody and they majority of people they come to see you for an hour that's an hour that that's the most special hour that they have in their day in their life that somebody's just there for them So put more onus on the fact that like you just physically being there for them and hearing them out and listening to what they need is so incredibly powerful and so transformative in that person's life. And so it's not about the perfect squad. It's not about whether or not you got them to push hard enough or not. It's literally just being there for them and being positive in that moment for them. So I think that like if people could start kind of taking off that weight and just realizing that like we not to go too deep but we are in such an unhealthy place in our world and if only we can start empowering people and helping people become healthier and happier human beings the world will literally change and transform so like own that own that piece and i think that the biggest thing that people can do is just be themselves find the thing that they love the most about coaching. And in that room, when when I was giving that talk, it's like, maybe it's not coaching.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe you realize right. that
1: what lights your soul on fire is not coaching. Yeah. And, um, and I think just go out and do more of that in the world and be okay with it. But to be totally honest, it's still a battle for me every single day. Yeah. And I just, and I have to tell myself every single day, like Kaisa, here's the deal. You have people that are following you that get up and move because you posted something and that is awesome. And run with that. Yes. There's always going to be people that call you out. There's millions of people that are smarter than me. And I sit in rooms and sometimes people question like, why are you in that position? And so-and-so who's brilliant isn't. And I don't have the answer. I don't know, but I'm just going to keep doing me. And I'm going to hope that that inspires people to do them. And that's the best that I
0: can do. Ah, oh, I love that. It is, it is absolutely an ongoing battle. And I love that you are like so open about it. And, um, cause it can feel totally crippling and, and, and be and, like that fear is enough for people to never even step foot into a place mm-hmm. that like lights them up because mm-hmm. it's so paralyzing and so like it's just so terrifying and so I just I want to make sure all you guys hear, okay, everybody deals with this all the time. And I love, I love how you look at that
1: all the time. But one more thing to add to that. Yeah. I think that the, I think that the, one of the biggest searches in life is to find the thing that lights you up. Mm-hmm. And, and I literally wake up every single day and I am so thankful and so grateful that I found it at a relatively early age. But one thing that people don't understand and, and don't kind of see is the, is the background story of like what got me here. Right. Like, um, it's so fascinating when I talk to younger trainers and what they're concerned about is just how do I grow my social media? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the last thing in the world that you should be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Like what you should really be putting your time and energy into. Like I spent, I spent years being an intern, unpaid, just sweat equity, uh, trying to learn everything I possibly could. Then I was a trainer, got paid nothing, but was in a really good facility and learning and then ran my own business, then decided, okay, I want to learn more. My business was doing very well and i just stopped it all went back to an unpaid internship and again to learn and i think that's the thing is like no matter what you have to be willing to listen to your gut and you have to be willing to like really be aware of whether or not this is lighting you on fire i for some reason knew that the world of training was a thing i liked but i was never satisfied in there literally until now until social media came along and i you know this started unfolding and i was like wow every single day i get to do what i love but behind the scene is years and my entire life of like pushing and leaving things and not being afraid to like quit that job, do something else to find the thing that I like and or that I love. And and that literally makes me happy every single day.
0: That is so cool. And one of the things that you do on your social media and through your business um, is like make this sometimes kind of scary, intimidating world of fitness accessible, Mm -hmm. like for anybody, like whether they've got a gym membership or not, like half of your videos are just like literally like in your house or at a park, you know, like there's no equipment or it's like a can of soup or something, you know, like it's (laughs) super creative. Um, so like, I just like, I love that whole concept first of all, because I think that fitness is so, can be so intimidating, especially to women. I think it's like We're getting better, I think, as the industry. Like, I think more and more women are feeling comfortable in gym settings. But, like, I know for me, like, I was never comfortable in a gym. Like, it scared the shit out of me. Um, Like, I avoided them at all costs. So... I just, like, I love that that's what you're doing, and has that always been, like, a priority for you, or has it, like, evolved over time, like, making this stuff, like, super accessible for people, um, and just, like, getting creative with just, like, random-ass shit, like, around your house and, you know, (laughs) the yard and stuff, like... Oh,
1: it's definitely evolved over time. I think when I started training, I really realized, like, I come from a background of sports, you know, I've been in the gym all the time, and it was very eye-opening to see, Um, you know, a lot of my clients coming in and just really uncomfortable in the gym and it started, it it made me question the gym in general. Like how odd is it? I mean, literally human bodies are made to move. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we say like, Oh, actually the only place to move is in this box and in this box, you're just moving to change the way that you look. It's not even like, you know, functional training. So as I started doing um, you know like my programming and everything else it was all about it, it was a lot more like can you get your body to move and just get comfortable inside your body and then when social media came along I was like here's the thing like I don't, we don't need to be in the gym. If you like lifting weights, if you like being in the gym, which I do great. But like so many people in my life didn't even like going to the gym. And I was like, well, hell no. Is that going to be a deterrent to you moving? Like, let me show you that there's all these other ways to move and to have fun. And, and I even say, I'm like, you know, even if you just get outside and like walk around, that's still moving. Like, I don't care what you do and so when it came to social media it was really my my goal was really to speak to and i say this all the time my goal was to speak to like susie q in alabama who the fitness industry doesn't even care about Mm -hmm. you know like we care about the five percent of the people that are already moving and we're trying to make them better movers and i'm like screw that like let's talk to the 95 percent of the people that just get left behind and forgotten and like why the hell am i going to tell her like you need to go to the gym you need to spend x amount of money on a membership and you need to squat perfectly in this and i was like screw that Sorry, but it gets me fired up. But I was like, (laughs) how do I talk to Susie Q? Like, how do I get her to feel good about herself, get up, like, squat a little bit, dance a little bit, move a little bit? Like, that's who I wanted to talk to. And so that's really what a lot of my focus became when I started doing all the at-home stuff and, you know, and the more fun and creative stuff.
0: It's so cool. And if you guys are not following her on uh, the Gram Go ahead, pull your phone out, follow her right now because the videos are awesome and they're super fun. And I think one of the things I love, you know, about your video, I mean, I love a lot of stuff about the videos, like the movements are incredible and the athleticism is awesome and the creativity is amazing. But like the dopest part is that you have like a full on smile on your face to the <laughs> whole thing and you just look like you're having so much fun. It's fun. You know, it's Movement cool.
1: Movement is fun. That's the thing. If you come from it from the perspective, like, what can my body do today? it's fun yeah it's fun to challenge yourself it's fun to move endorphins get flying. like you feel good and that's the thing that the fitness world has just crushed and smashed and like pulled and sucked out of movement and it's like that's not it Mm. if we can just focus on the fact that like your body wants to move you're gonna have to figure out in which way it wants to move but it wants to move yeah and it's a really really fun and exciting process and that's you know definitely one of the main things I'm trying to get bring back to it
0: I love that so much and one of the things that I've seen you talk about before, and you mentioned it earlier, but I really kind of want to get into it uh, uh, right now is this. You've you've like you've said this in like uh, kind of this like cool video clip that's on your website. You said this on your Instagram. You've shared this a lot, but I just want to hear you just like really get into it that you are not your body. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this a little bit, like in Breaking the Leg and some of the things, like how we got to this place. Um, I just kind of wanted to hear you expand on this because, like you said in that uh, video that's on your website, that I also encourage everybody to go check out because it's a really cool short little um, clip of some awesome stuff. um, That we happen to be in a moment right now, like in our culture and in the fitness industry at large. That like super strong chicks like is considered you know quote unquote like you know sexy is beautiful right and okay needs to die right <laughs> i like so there's over like, it I totally Sorry. agree with you we talked about it on the show before too like so this is what I wanted to to just like unpack a little bit and talk about because I think this is huge and I think this is something that like even though like I said I've talked about this before like this message cannot be said enough because there's so much bullshit out there that's still enforcing those ideals. Mm-hmm. And you talk about kind of like using, like not relying on these cultural trends to drive how you feel about your body. And I just want to kind of pass the mic to you there, and just yeah. like <laughs> mic <you're>, drop. <laughs> here you go on that.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. So my my saying is I am more than my body, mm-hmm. and um, and it's really interesting because when I started saying this, it was in it was in college when I started saying this. So I've always been defined by my body, by what my body did or looked like. You know, I was a tomboy growing up, so I was considered like super manly and masculine, um, basically until college. And then when college came, you know, I was a little bit I'm on the thicker side. So then you're like thick and sexy and whatever people always say oh well that's positive i'm like hell no it's not positive like i was always i was literally defined by my body and that's all that mattered to anybody and and pretty soon that's what you that's the only thing that matters to you which is just so fucked up yeah so i had this like mantra about, i'm more than my body i'm more than my body and it was just something that like grew and grew and what from that is like media is always gonna be here defining what is beautiful for us defining what's sexy for us and it's for women you know they do this for men too but like really for women and all they do is tell you that your worth is wrapped up in this thing that your soul is in and i'm like this is such bullshit like what people look like, the majority of what they look like is based on genetics. I mean, now it's plastic surgery, but like, screw that. It's genetics, you know? And so like, how the hell, one, you know, what we define as beautiful when you just come out of the womb and you're just like, you know, you look that way is just bullshit anyways. But like, why are we not talking about what women are doing in this world? Why are we not talking about their brains? Why are we not talking about the movements that they're creating? Like, why do we constantly allow media to define who we are and how amazing of a woman we are by literally what we look like. It is such bullshit to me. And I confuse people here because then they say like, so you don't like your body? And I'm like, no, hell no. I actually love my body so much more now that I don't define myself by what I look like. You know, I'm grateful for it. There's always things in the mirror You know you look at and you want to change but my thought process and now what i'm so you know what i'm so grateful for is that i can i can literally change my mindset in two seconds so what used to be negative for me like you know for example like damn Kaisa your arms are so big like they're bigger than all the guys and I used to I used to like live in that negative space for a long time and now I still say it like my arms are big but I'm like okay well cool you can do 10 pull-ups like who cares Kaisa you are not your body like your body does all these amazing incredible things but it doesn't define who I am as a woman like hell no and i think the thing is we have to understand media will always define what's beautiful for us it will never go away and so i'm like as women we need to come together stop defining each other and stop mm-hmm. defining yourself and like empower women like by all the incredible things that they're doing in their lives and other people's lives and all their accomplishments it's so interesting There's a big magazine out there and, um, you know, they keep wanting me to be a part of this, this movement about like the body. And I'm like, I am not fucking talking about my body. You'll see on my Instagram, like, I don't care, positive, negative, whatever people have to say, like, I'm not even going to address it because like, I'm just not going to give any energy towards that. And I think that's the best thing that we can do. Like it will help us become healthier, happier human beings and it will help support the women around us.
0: Woo! I hope you guys got all that. That's some good <laughs> stuff right there. Okay, so how do we... I mean, and I I feel like I spend a fair amount of my blog and podcast and efforts and platform discussing elements of this, but I'd love to hear your take on it. How do we begin to separate all the messaging and all the like the shoulds and the, all the things that are being defined for us? How do we begin to separate that um and begin to kind of claim our own definition of ourselves on our own. Like well, how do we do that? It's so difficult. It's
1: a process. I mean i I literally go through it every single day. I think one of the things is the the self-talk. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things. And I think and, and believe I mean this is literally what I do on a daily basis because I have to mm-hmm. stare. I I um edit all my own videos. Mm-hmm. So I have to stare at my body every single day. It takes me an hour to edit the videos. Like believe me, I'm picking out stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but it's how quick, like how quickly I can change that negative talk, which will always be there. Ladies, it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Always. But it's how quickly I can change that into something positive. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe that energy is real. Like I, I, I believe it's real. I, be, I believe it's it's palpable. And I think that your body is always listening to you. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I'm saying something, I turn around really quickly and i am be like, okay, and this is what I'm grateful for. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things that you can do. Um, you know, unfollow things on social media. I try to get off yeah. of social media as much as I can. I try to edit out who I'm following. If something's doesn't make me feel good, I don't follow it anymore. Um, you know, and just kind of like edit your life. Edit people in your life, edit anything you need to kind of keep you
0: on on the right path. But I think
1: the self-talk is the biggest thing.
0: I totally agree with all of that and I love that. And I think like taking responsibility for your environment, like you said, like your digital environment and your real life environment, like all those things play a factor um, and the impact ultimately how you do talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. They impact how you see yourself. So I think all of those are like um, just great things to keep in mind. And I wanted to ask like on this topic, I don't know, like maybe this is like nothing, maybe it just, it's, it's interesting to me almost like ironic how kind of, like using movement and finding your physical, like taking advantage or like really expressing yourself or exploring like your physical self through movement um, can ultimately lead you to see how much more you are Mm -hmm. than just that, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's kind of like these two dueling concepts, but like they work in harmony really, really well. Mm -hmm. It's, It's interesting. So I just wanted to hear you kind of talk about that. Why do you think that moving our body helps us see that we are not just our body
1: well i think i mean this is very i think there's a lot of different answers here but i think one thing is moving your body helps you become healthier Mm -hmm. and when you are healthier you are inevitably you feel better about yourself you are a happier human being and you can work through things in life I also think one of the biggest things for me was like movement was always my tool to and like I would just was saying to like work through things. So there's life always brings challenges and struggles. It's like what outlet do you have to work through them? And I think for me movement was always the thing that I went through and it was like or went to to go work through things and it's also what helped me deal with stuff. A lot of times things happen in our life and we like you know, bottle them up, keep them inside, and we don't move through them. And I think that's also what creates a lot of depression for me, what I dealt with, and um, and a lot of like unhappy human beings. But movement is really an incredible tool that we just sum up to this the most ridiculous thing of saying like you do it to change the way that you look and it's not and a lot of it I can't explain and that's why a lot of situations I like try to keep it really simple like just move because when you move you're going to start seeing how so many other things in your life transform and change and just how much you know happier you become and i i like i just think happiness is like one of the most important things in life you know and so i'm just you know for me it's like movement teaches you a lot about yourself it teaches you to be grateful You know, it teaches you to be thankful that you even have this body in general. Like, it helps me all the time reflect back on like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, who cares about any of that? Like, you have this body. You have two legs, two arms. Like, you know, some people don't even have that. So it just helps to put things in perspective. And I think it's just a really important tool
0: that that people need to take more advantage of. And I know that like for at least my listeners, I know most of my listeners uh, are people who have like a, like they're active, like whether they're CrossFitters or not or runners or whatever, like they have a routine. Um, and you know, we kind of talked about this earlier, but I wanted to circle back to it because this is like, since I've started talking about like rest and kind of this like more like low key side of the fitness industry that we don't hear a lot of about so much, the feedback has been like bananas and people are like losing their minds because they never hear like that. It's okay to like slow down Uh or take time off. And so for the people who like already have kind of like an established routine and like, they're pretty active um, how like, you know, we both have experienced taking things too far and getting to a place where it's no longer serving us and it's breaking us down. So like now that you have a little bit more self-awareness and like you have a little bit more, you know, experience under your belt, How do you kind of balance those two concepts for yourself, like keeping up your movement to like for your mental health, just for your like overall like, you know, mood and energy and because you love it without taking it to a point where you're putting yourself kind of like in danger again or like in harm's way in any capacity, like how do you balance those two things now that you have a little bit more practice kind of taking it too far or like an awareness of what that looks like? Well, I think the biggest thing is
1: listening to your body. I'm like, your body will literally tell you anything and everything you need to know Mm -hmm. in all things from like whether or not this relationship is good Mm -hmm. to like whether or not I should go push it hard today. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that we don't take advantage of, especially as women, like we're very in tune with our gut. and people always ask me like how are you going balls to the wall I'm not going balls to the wall every day like i definitely show up to practice and i check in and it's the reason why i train with a coach that i have now because he'll let I, I guide that side I'm like I feel great like let's go or i don't feel so hot I don't have a lot of energy I know I want to move a little bit but like I don't ever really have any set schedule anymore because I think the most important thing is that i just follow along with what my body wants to do and i think if people got more in touch and it's like well how, what's that process is really not it's waking up in the morning if you're a morning person and you go work out it's like waking up you have your coffee you eat and just check in like how do i feel check in while let's say you like to go for a morning run Mm -hmm. like check in while you're running and it's not you're not copping out you're not like you know oh i could have pushed myself you know the difference Mm -hmm. there you know the difference of like i am so exhausted my week has been so stressful like all i need to do is kind of like get outside breathe fresh air and walk Mm -hmm. then be okay with it because as as some of us who work out a lot we that becomes our outlet. Then that also becomes how we define ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then it also becomes this negative thing. Like if we didn't go and like push it hard enough, we beat ourselves up. That's the problem. Yeah. And I struggle with this all the time. It's like so fascinating to just pay attention to what's going on. But like that is another form of like not being okay with some side of yourself. And so it's like digging, digging in deep there and seeing what comes up for me when I like, I'm like, oh shit, like I should have pushed harder. I should have done more. and like, why do you feel like, why are you defining yourself by that? Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, why, if your body was saying no you listen to it go push yourself harder in another arena like you know go do something else go read a book do something that's better for yourself it's movement is the only thing that's good for us you
0: know so i think that right there is like is is the sticking point for why that can be so challenging um because people get completely overwhelmed with like guilt and like should've, and like, oh, I, am I making excuses? Am I being lazy? Like, should I move? Because there's all this messaging coming at us all the time like, you gotta go every single day, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go. And it's like, yes, but also no. Like, there is a point to where like it serves you to take things back. And like being okay with that, I think, is a huge challenge for a lot of people yeah. because of that messaging that's so intense. Well, we
1: just don't put a lot of value on it. Okay, like sleep, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, some people will get up, they'll like have four <laughs> hours of sleep and get up to do their morning workout because they just put so much value on that. I'm like, honestly, you wanna be a healthier human being, you should probably sleep. You need to sleep, yeah. you need to sleep. And so that's the thing, it's like, well, then you need to question why you work out in the first place. Because if it's really just for your health and your, you know, your overall well-being, then you have to be okay with like it's not always about movement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, your overall well-being, your health, the most important thing is your sleep or just like focusing on proper, you know, nutrition and not dieting or anything, just like eating a little bit. Like there there's like other things that make you a healthy human being and we just don't put a lot of value on them, which I think we need to
0: shift. I completely concur with that. Yeah, I think that that has been like such And I, I, you know, it wasn't even something I was necessarily super aware of until all of a sudden I found myself in this position and started talking with, like, you know, you all about this. And just, like, the overwhelming response has been, like, people just don't hear that messaging Mm -hmm. and they really struggle to take time off. So I love hearing that, like, and, you know, it's just good to hear it from somebody else, too. Like, it is – there are a thousand different paths to health. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're somebody who has a consistent, you know, like, you know, you're you're moving a little bit or, like – like in any capacity that you probably have a pretty good healthy baseline and Mm. you don't have to take it to a hundred percent every single day. Right. Hell no. No, I don't really know when we ever should take it to 100%. But I think that's the thing too is just like really
1: digging deep into like why you're pushing yourself, you know, so much. And a lot of it for for a lot of people is wrapped into the looks. Mm -hmm. And then if that's really where it is, then you have to dive deep into that side of things and, you know, try to work on not defining yourself at what you look like. But being healthy is really just finding this well-balanced, you know, routine that you are okay with ebbing and flowing through the seasons of life, as mm-hmm. corny as it sounds. No, it's I changed, talk about it all the time. Yeah. It changes all the time. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, just be okay with it. Like, yeah. we put so much pressure on ourselves to like, you know, for all these different standards in life. And it's like, no wonder we're all just like so depressed like literally we're never living up to any of these expectations so well, yeah. it's like the only person that's going to unchain you is you you know start letting them go be happy with like the fact that you allowed yourself to sleep in another hour that day like that's cool like that's one of the biggest game changers that i did was like sleep more i like literally get eight hours of sleep i wake up later because i go to bed really late but like the not feeling guilty about it and not feeling like shit i gotta start my day at like you know 6 a.m yeah. is like one of the biggest things for me yeah yeah because guilt, again, like that energy, that's negative energy. Like get
0: that out of your life. Don't need that. It's so true. So true. Um, okay. I We have a couple, a couple more questions for you. But before I get there and wrap up, I just wanted to like give you a second um, to tell people where they can find you. Like if they oh. want to follow <laughs> you or work with you or I'm sure they're already following you and aware of you already. But if they're not... Give them some details. How can they find you? How can they work with you? Yeah. So I'm mainly on social media. So it's Fit, K-A-I-S-A, fit.
1: Um, and Instagram and Facebook is the main one. And I don't, like working with me wise, I would love for people to join the challenges that I do. That's mm-hmm. the main, that's the only way that I kind of work with people. But, um, you know, just checking me out there, I think you'll get all the info that you need. I
0: love that. Awesome. Okay. So... I wanted to, I think, just circle back a little bit to the, like, your I am not my body uh, thing a little bit more. Just, just finish up here on some body image stuff because um, body image and fitness are so, I feel like for women, they're so, they're, they're intertwined in, mm-hmm. like, some ways that can be kind of messy and though we've kind of like touched on some ways, I wanted to see, like, for anybody listening right now who's like, like everything is resonating and like everything's connecting that we've been talking about, um, how how do we begin to kind of define our own value in ourselves? How do we begin to kind of separate, like, putting all of our worth into what we look like and especially if we grew up in a body that was like always like you have been like where you felt like you were always kind of defined by that and there was always things coming your way kind of shaped around that um where do we begin to take that ownership back or disconnect those two things or build bridge or like build a healthier relationship between those two things?
1: This is a really hard question because it's so individual. Um, but I think that one of the biggest things that you can do is focus on other things in your life. So yeah. it, so if you're a human being, if, if you're a woman that is really wrapped up in like, you know, wanting to change the way that you look, it's not, nothing's going to resonate when i say like talk better to yourself or like you know talk that's gonna be like that's fucking bullshit kaiser and i hear you i think that one of the biggest things that you can do is just start looking at other avenues in your life start looking at other things Start putting more energy into the things that bring you joy, putting less energy into the things that zap you out, and just start finding other ways to bring happiness into your life. Um, I don't think that everybody is willing to, I don't think that everybody's at the same spot, that they're like, you know, have the energy, the capacity to like look at their, you know, what's the reflection of like, you know, how they've been defined their entire life, and to like really work on that. I think that there's a lot that needs to happen in people's lives, to free up some space to be able that's a lot of undoing as women that we have to do since we were born Mm -hmm. disney fairy tales have Mm -hmm. told us how our life is going to go so it's like it's really not this overnight thing the thing that i try to tell people is you have to have the time and then and the energy for it and you have to be you know in in a good space for it and i think that there's other ways that you can um create some happiness in your life and it's you know i think that maybe you don't necessarily look at your body right now you know Try to talk positive when you can,
0: but try to also edit out things or do more of, yeah. of what's bringing you happiness. And for those uh, who are listening who are maybe a little bit still feeling, you know, they're they're encouraged. They want to start a fitness routine, mm-hmm. uh, but they're a little bit scared or intimidated by that gym scene. Or maybe they want, you know, something like CrossFit, I think in particular, can be like super intimidating for women. Um what do you what do you have to say to Okay, me? well, first of all, I'm like <laughs> depending on when this is gonna drop, I have a challenge. I have a twenty eight for
1: twenty-eight challenge that's coming out in January. Um and the goal of that was really it was like twenty eight minutes a day for twenty eight days. And I fucking hate New Year, New You. Like it's yeah. like I've literally fought with my team. Like I'm not releasing anything around that time. But I also realized it was a really cool time to help people just Reset start moving um, and the 28 for 28 challenge is four days a week of movement and then three days a week of other things 28-minute um, challenges around just like Self like hacks like life hacks. We're calling them, you know Just other things that you can do whether it's like taking time to breathe or taking time to turn off your phone Just like little doable things But when anybody is trying to get into movement or, or do more of it it's like just be really realistic with yourself and Be really open to the fact that on some days being, you know, doing the healthiest thing for yourself may literally not really be going out and moving. It may be turning off your phone and just sitting there for 30 minutes and reading a book, like, and just be really okay with the choices that you make. Like if you're in touch with yourself and with what you need, just be okay with that because, and again, at the end of the day, it has you, there's a lot of undoing. It takes a lot of undoing to like work on being okay with that, but just, Health is literally not movement only. You know, there's a lot of other ways that we need to take care of ourselves, and value needs to be equally placed on those.
0: I love that, and it's so true. And I love everything that you shared today. (laughs) This was. So amazing to have you on, Kaisa. Thank, thank you, you so much thank for coming you. through today. I so <laughs> appreciate it. You guys, be sure to go give her a follow and sign up for her challenges. There's so much good stuff coming out um, of her social media and website and all that good stuff. So thank you so much, bro. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for listening. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fam. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. You can find Kaisa on Instagram at Kaisafit. Fit. That is K-A-I-S-A. F-I-T. Her website is the same and there's just lots of great stuff that I think you'll really enjoy. So be sure to go poke around there. A huge thank you to Kaisa again for coming on the show. Really hope you guys enjoyed this. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of She Thrives Radio. And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And then head on over to SheThrivesBlog.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thank you for listening. Until next time.